All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today this is your moment your time to shine your comeback you're ready for the next step in your career and you want an education employers respect so you're not just going back to school you're coming back with purdue global backed by purdue university one of the nation's most respected public universities purdue global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. That's how we own it! What's up, family? It's your girl, Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of Street Politicians, the The place place where the streets streets and politics politics meet. What's up, Mike? How you doing today? I am blessed and highly favored on this good old, good old day as we continue to do this work in Louisville, Kentucky. Yep, in Louisville, Kentucky. We move around so much. So uh, much. Yep, there's lots of work to be done today. Yes, um, there is, man. Way too much work to be done, man. Vote for Brianna. Kentucky, we need you to show up. Louisville, everybody, we need you to show up and vote for Brianna, man. Because the Dan man, the scam, scamming, cannot be the governor. Someone asked me at an event, like, how does it feel to have your biggest opposition in Kentucky coming from a black man? I was like, you know, when I think of the word, like when I think of the term black man, it's so it's 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 such a term of endearment for me when I think of or say a black man that I don't even I can't call him a black man. I call him a man in black skin, but I don't know about him being a black man because a black man is supposed to protect black women. So 
You know, I think it's very, very simple what we're doing and why it needs to be done. Um, you know, what Daniel Cameron did to Breonna Taylor's family is obviously terrible. And so that in and of itself is enough, I think, for people to really show up and do the right thing. But even beyond that, it is his intention for the people of Kentucky. So if you decide that you don't really care about Breonna Taylor, which is horrific, but if that's how you feel, you should at least be able to process what his plan means for everyday people who are living in the state of Kentucky, especially if you are parents of young people, if you're an elder, if you're someone who wants to be able to report police abuse and you want someone um, that respects you and that respects your rights to be not just the governor, but also the people in the civilian complaint review board that will actually look at those facts and a independent decision about what should happen in those cases. You know, if you want to ensure that, yes, we keep our communities safe, but that safety and justice is applied uh, across the board and that we're not just focused on arresting and charging uh, drug dealers, if you will, or people who live in communities of color, but actually we're willing to um, go after and deal with those people who are the big um, uh, uh, predators uh, on our communities from big pharma to how drugs actually are making it into um, into states and cities and into people's homes on this massive level. I mean, there is so much to think about. And when you look at his plan, you know that his plan has absolutely nothing to do with serving the people. I just feel like it's a it's just a no. Like it should be common sense for everybody that is just a no that he cannot be governor of the state. You know, so hopefully folks are seriously out here getting registered as we've been out. We've been meeting entire families um, that are like, oh, yeah, let me go wake up my kids because I've been waiting for somebody to come by. here. I didn't know exactly what to do. Um, you know, people are are have have been doing the work and now. The registration deadline has passed, or at least by the time folks actually see um, this show or listen to this show, the deadline has passed. And so all our efforts are going to GOTV, which means get out the vote. That means you're already registered and you need to get to the polls. And the other thing is that people need to be in any state you live in, if you're listening to this, check your registration early. Go check your registration from now just to know your status because people are purged from the rolls if they don't vote you know, a number of times. If they feel like you're kind of like haven't been registered, I mean, haven't been showing up. Um, if some information is wrong or they perceive it to be wrong, they start purging people. Some of it is voter suppression. Others are just ways of maintaining the list. So there's a lot of work that each one of us should be doing. But when we are in moments like this, this is why you have to be registered, why you have to make sure your paperwork is in order. Because when we're in moments like this, when I believe that everybody, even the folks who are like, I don't believe in voting, most of them understand the importance of showing up to stop Daniel Cameron from becoming governor. So that's the deal. That's pretty much it, man. Daniel Cameron cannot be the governor, man. 
Get out the boat. GOTV, get out the boat. I've been actually watching a debate happening. Well, I don't know if it's a debate, but a conversation that's been going on on your page. Um, and I saw Wallow post about it today and others have began to talk about it, you know, since last week. Um, and I, you know, and, and I don't always understand the details, but I know when reading what you've been saying about art and talent and lyrics and all of that, it certainly struck a nerve with me because I feel like we have just gone to a place where I don't know what's going on in the music, like with music, especially hip hop music. I'm I, I'm like, okay, same songs or stuff I can't even, I can't even really like sing it <laughs> because it's just like, I don't know. So there was stuff happening. I think the, the numbers are down or something like that. Well, hip hop legend Juicy J had put out a video clip and he was talking about hip hop sales being down 40% this year. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk about how there hasn't been any hip hop album or record, anything that reached number one this year. And just, it just, hip hop was pretty much non-existent on the billboard charts and on the charts of music that people love. There's no song or record that had reached number one. And, you know, so it, it, it sparked a conversation. Then, Based on that, you know, it kind of stemmed from this whole debate with Joe Button and, and Drake. You know, Joe Buttons, shout out to Joe Buttons. He's my guy, but Joe is very critical. He can be an asshole sometimes, and he gives his opinion. And he, he's unhinged, and, he, you know, if he likes something, he's going to give the same energy that if he don't like something. He's honest about what he likes and what he doesn't like. You know, unfortunately, that's who he is. You know, fortunately, it is who he is, because at least you know where you stand with Joe. But this time he talked about Drake's album. And, and you know, and he talked about how he just didn't think that, you know, the main premise was that Drake was trying to capitulate to the youth. You know, he was trying to make songs that didn't fit where he should be, where he believed he should be musically as an adult. You know, as a 37-year-old man, he didn't feel that his music reflected somebody that was 37. You know, and, and he said, as a Drake fan, I want to hear where Drake is at 37. And, and it seems like you're trying to appeal to a younger demographic and you're doing songs with people who, you know, I don't really see the the correlation or how it even matches, you know, and, and, and him to him, you know, overall, he said the album wasn't terrible. It was actually it was a good album. But it's just like, I don't really want to hear this from you, you know, and that's that started a conversation in which Drake's responded back and he he called Joe Buttons a failed rapper and and he, he mm. started breaking down different things and that kind of struck a nerve with me you know because I've I've gone through that with with Bozo Academics when when, he, when we were going through our back and forth and that was the main thing he kept trying to say that I was a failed rapper and I just you know and, and that made me respond to that and I said, what makes somebody a failed rapper? Like, who? what is the definition? Who defines what someone else's success is? You know, and me knowing Joe for years, and, and knowing Joe is probably one of the dopest rappers, You like, if bar for bar, he's, like, actually a dope rapper. You know, and, and, and a lot of times within the music business, people get tired of the bullshit in the music business. You don't want to make the bullshit songs they want you to make. You want to make songs that feel good, and they don't want to push those songs. They don't get behind those songs. They don't put the building behind songs that actually mean something, unless you're actually 
the biggest artists and then they can't really stop you, you know? And even then, you know, they try to make it seem like nobody wants to hear that type of music. You know, we know that our fans want to hear it. So, you know, it, it prompted me to write something about what a failed rapper is. And, and then it prompted me to start paying attention to a lot of rappers that actually are dope. So I started posting young rappers that actually are lyrical because the, the, the notion is that no, the young kids are not into lyrics and they don't care about bars and they don't want to do that. They just want some, a beat and a hook and some, you know, sing along bullshit. And I was like, nah, I don't think that. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of these young artists that actually spit and they dope and they they take pride in their art. So when this Juicy J article came up, it it, it pretty much fed into the narrative I was trying to say. Like with the music that y'all think people want to hear, they don't. You know, when we was the, the music that I'm telling you has lasted, it got us here. It's last for the last 50 years. We're in 50 years of hip hop and substance, music with substance and artists who actually created bars and said things that people actually could relate to that, you know, that that challenged them and made them feel like, wow, this this artist is skilled. Right. If you do, if you're an artist, if I'm why would I pay for an album from you when you're doing the same shit I could do? Right. You know why we go see the NBA? Because 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 LeBron James can jump higher than me. Because mm. I, I know mm. he, Kyrie mm. Irving got one of the best hands I've ever seen. I want to see somebody that can do something I can't, that I'm amazed by. Because you have a skill level of the talent that makes people say, wow, this level of excellence is something I want to see, something I'm in. I'm intrigued by something. I even even if you were an athlete and you know what it takes to play at that level, you watch and you're like, wow. You know, you 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 are able to identify with that. That's what people. That's what fans want. They yeah. want to see you perform at a high level. They want to hear music that's at a high level that that challenges them. That makes them like, damn, how did he even write? I remember I used to listen to Nas's albums and just turn it turn it off and be like, yo, this I've never heard no shit. Like I remember I I used to sit there and be like, yo, this man, he painted a picture. He was lyrical. It was just like. This was like perfect music. And it was like, damn, I don't think I could do that, but I want to try. Right. Mm. And it made me want to inspire to be that dope. And it made me want to be able to say, yo, I want Nas to hear this song and be like, yo, you dope. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's what a lot of us did it for. So when this whole fail rapping on shit, that's what you know what kind of triggered me in that regard. So when Juicy J said what he said, you know, it made me feel it made sense. It's like it solidified it's solidified exactly everything. what you've been exactly talking what about. Been and I saw that you were posting like a bunch of rappers who are like, and I also I, I would like to log my complaint, which is that not one of them was a woman. No, no, but that's and I understand that. And that's what I And been, there's a lot of women because Nilon is dope. No, but listen and there are others. Listen what I'm saying. I'm not and saying and Danique, you didn't post. I did what I'm sure this gave me a chance. Right now, Lady London came on my page. Dope. Lady London came on my page, and she was like, "This list is dope, but it's missing people." So I'm, I'm now, I'm creating my list with the the, the whole plane ride. I was trying to, I couldn't get downloading under the, the clips from the artists I like, the female artists that I like. So I'm creating a female artist list right now that I think is dope, you know, and I'm and I'm putting that out. Yeah, but here's the thing: as we we have platforms, we both understand it. You should have said that in your post. Like, I'm women are coming soon next. Yeah, why should I have to do that when I could just because you didn't because you didn't think you should I listen, do I have to you prepare something. you for them to let come me up? tell you something about what I learned from my black preacher best friend pastor. 
Dr. Richardson. He don't put nothing out, period, unless a woman is on it, period. He just don't do it. It is his way. He don't let, he does not allow all men to sit in his pulpit unless it's an all male event. Of course, you know, which our church has many male convocations, black male events, where it's all men and it's about male development and male fellowship and whatever. So not saying we as women don't disrespect it and try to be up in it. But in terms of just a general day, like a general church day, he ensures that there's a woman on every flyer, a woman in every invitation, a woman that's on every program, because the black church has been so exclusive of like excluding and has excluded black women so much that you have to be very intentional. And that's why I was mentioning to you that what I thought, I thought Snoop's set of course was incredible at Yankee mm -hmm. stadium for the 50th anniversary of hip hop. And then he played a video at the end of artists that we've lost and it was all men. And there have been women, right. That have been killed or died or whatever also. And I also thought that, he, because it, it wasn't just artists. He had other types of entertainment people and just people in general in that clip. And I felt like it should have also, it would have been amazing if it would have ended with some of the stories of the Breonna Taylors and George Floyds and Ahmaud Arby's because our story is so inclusive. So I just think that the women should have been upfront. And if they weren't going to be upfront, you should have known that we were going to feel a way about it. No, you Because it's been two days. No, it's been one day because I put it up mm -hmm. yesterday. Is okay. I put it up yesterday, and today I planned on going back, and I've been putting all the clips, and I've been finding my favorite artists, and then I'm trying to find like at least two clips that I can put up with different young females that I think are just amazing rappers, like lyrically. You know, I got you know I got my tops. You know, I got rap lady. You know, what I'm saying it's a lot of people rap. Rhapsody, like, rhapsody, rhapsody got some stuff coming. That's yeah, really you gotta wild. tell me. Like for real, so it's like I, I just want I want hip hop to get back to that. I want hip hop to get back to love and the creativity. You know, I, I used to love to hear certain people albums. Now it's like they're just throwing shit together, man. Well, we're like, in the fentanyl stage, but yeah. we must we must we must move on to our next topic, sir. I know this you could talk about all, talk about this all day night. Okay, but I'm just saying, please, hip hop, please. Get back to creating. Get back to sitting down and, and, and creating a project you love, that you listen to over and over, that you go back to the studio and you fix this and you fix that. And you want it to just sound like one cohesive project that somebody's going to listen to like it's a movie and be like, damn, this is my favorite movie ever. Like, that's what albums used to be like, man. Let's get back to that. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth... Let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth. 
so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbroke, we hear inspiring rags-to-riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. That's how we own it! Speaking of hip-hop, moving along, but not really. Sexy Red um, was a big topic just in the last few days about her statements that Donald Trump got the Black people's, the STEMI, and with the stimulus money, uh, it makes him a viable candidate, somebody that she supports for presidency. Good luck, Trump. Trump Trump, Trump gave people that money, and and he got people out of jail. We we love Trump. We love. But let me say something. There were people who was all in the comment section saying that she was, you know, ignorant and not intelligent and all of that. And actually when I, cause I, I only read about it, but I did not watch it. In fact, I read about it because I'm on a million text threads with a million different people and all of my, you know, friends that are kind of, they're, they're, uh, they're of the community. Let me say they're of the community. You know, they were pissed off. And so I, in, 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 you know, I, I watched it. I went and watched it. And as I listened to her, 
she was very clear. She didn't stumble over her words. She didn't sound like a person who does not, has not thought about it because I listen to people all the time make these declarations that they are like with whoever, whatever candidate, whether it be uh, Trump or Biden or whichever candidate or whichever political situation. And they you can hear where they sound like someone told them to say it even listening to Kanye and some of the things that he was saying in his last uh, bit with the media where he was just everyday talking, you could hear Candace Owens and that proud boys mentality. And like, you could hear that, that it had been implanted in him. And guess what? I'm not the only person that feels that way because his own friends who are, who were his friends or people he was associating with who were around him consistently, other black folks who some of them, most of them are artists. They were like, I can, they could hear it. They were immediately saying, I know that this is, somebody is telling him this stuff. And maybe he thought it was right, but he was repeating things that you could, I could tell it wasn't yeah, coming was, directly from him. But when listening- right talking points. Yeah, it was the right wing talking points. But listening to her, she was very, very clear about what she was stating while I don't agree with her. And not only do I not agree with her, it is factually incorrect what she's saying. It is factually incorrect. Donald Trump and, and his party are responsible for the stimulus package because number one, most Republicans, I think every single one of the Republicans in Congress voted against the stimulus package and was trying to really vote down and challenge anything that had to do with giving relief to the American citizen. So let's be clear. It was a battle. Nancy Pelosi, who I ain't the biggest fan of at all. Like when I say not the biggest fan of, that's actually too, I'm not a Nancy Pelosi fan. Um, and listen, in, but I can tell you that between Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and the CBC and the Progressive Caucus and all of them, they fought like hell to make sure that there was a stimulus package. That is a fact. It is not some mess that's just being made up. Also, the president, I don't care if the president was Daffy Duck, right? The president had no choice but to do something to deal with the fact that people had nothing, no jobs, no nothing. That's what the stimulus, that is what, that is what it means when you have to declare a pandemic. Mm -hmm. When you have to declare a pandemic, the purpose of that is to unlock additional funds so that people can get relief, so that there's more, you know, food stamps or whatever the social services are that we can provide to communities. So Donald Trump, and, if, and this would be, if someone was saying, oh, Joe Biden gave us a stimulus package, just like they want to talk about student loans, and we could talk about that next, but just like they want to talk about that. We already know, and, and, it's, and it's interesting, it's interesting that when we say that, well, Joe Biden made sure that these this $9 million of, um, of uh, student loan debt, $9 billion, $9 billion of student loan debt was forgiven, they're like, oh, no, 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 he didn't do anything, he just corrected some stuff from the past, whatever. They want to give you a very technical understanding of what he did 
with the stimulus package. I mean, excuse me, with the loan forgiveness. They want to give you a very specific understanding. But when it comes to the stimulus money, they want to tell you that that was because Donald Trump went in his personal pocket and just started giving <laughs> out let money. Get, yeah. Let me get a black people some money. Fighting. Him and his people were fighting so hard to ensure that the American, first of all, if it was up to Donald Trump, he was never even willing to acknowledge that a pandemic was happening. If we be clear, if you want to be clear about what actually took place, Miss Red and people who are like her, okay? Yeah, Miss Red. Miss Red, Red, if you want to be clear, Miss Red, like her, if you want to be clear, by the time we found out that a that, that that someone had COVID, the COVID virus, and that people were being were getting sick, it was when the media started showing it. But there is actual factual information that proves that they knew people were getting sick and that something was happening globally even before that, and they never told us anything about it. And Donald Trump and his people, his cronies, and those who sit up in the Republican House and 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 hail him like he's the freaking king of all kings. They knew it too, and they didn't do a damn thing to try to protect the American citizens. It was after people started dying because the hospitals were not prepared. They didn't know what they were dealing with. They wouldn't. Even, he was so pissed off that people weren't doing whatever other political bullshit he wanted them to do. That the man start by the first of all, he cut off supplies so they wouldn't even send masks and shit to states across this country. Then they started some other shit where in New York he cut off the whole global entry process and threw all of us out the damn program where the freaking attorney general in New York State had to fight in court to get us back our right to use global entry that might not matter to some people but it matters to me as much as i travel but you need that global hell yeah man but but the thing is and there's another very important point trump actually stalled the stimulus package because because he made sure that they put his name on On the check on the check he said look these i'm gonna make this listen to me Trump is a master marketer, bro. I'm going to tell you the truth. That's what he did. That's his whole, his whole career has been selling dreams. That's what he did. He's in court right now for selling dreams. He's in court right now fighting a federal civil charge because he said that his, his, his properties was valued at a hundred times more than they actually was to get money and get funds from people to pay for shit. This is what Trump does. Trump, oversells himself. He right. lies, does whatever he does. This is what he did. Like I told people with the hip hop community, Trump calls you there for one thing and you go there and then he 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 takes a picture with you and said, thanks for coming here. And like you endorsed him for his presidency. This is the same. Or whatever. Or like or whatever. you agree with his plan. Like or whatever, plan whatever. This is the strategy. He did the same shit with so many countless others. And I'm not going to name no names, but this is what he does and he's constantly doing it. So, Miss Red, I know that you looked like it because he tricked he tricked you. It ain't nothing wrong with you because he tricked a lot of them. But he tricked you, Miss Red. Trump ain't give nobody nothing. And Trump definitely He let- did give no, I, I'm not gonna even say he didn't give it. He was president and under his presidency it happened. Yeah. I'm he saying he wasn't responsible for it. I'm saying he wasn't responsible for it. He and his party, they tried to stop it at some point. 
And by the time they delayed it, like you said, to get his name on the check, people were dying. And it was much more that could have been done to prevent those deaths because you and I know I, I, I would, I would put my life on the fact that many people, too many people did not actually die from the virus, from the, oh, the COVID virus. They died from the, our, our system not being prepared and, and the freaking hospitals out here damn killing people. Your friend is an example. What they said, they, they went to see him. What's his name? Your, your, the, the artist, Fred, the God. He went to the, he, Fred the Godson. Yeah, God bless him and his family. Went to the hospital. Yeah, he wasn't feeling well. He was having chest issues. He wasn't feeling well. He was clearly overweight, all of that. But she, his wife said he was doing okay. He was making it through. They decided at some point without him needing it that he needed to be on a respirator because that was the general a response, a yeah. ventilator on the ventilator because that was the general response at the time when they didn't have the tools or the understanding of the virus and he and they put him on that ventilator and that's when he got really sick and died. Well so anytime you put someone on a ventilator, you stop you stop the actual organs from doing its job. So as whatever's going on, you, the, your, your body is not fighting it. Is is your feet you're breathing artificially. So what happens with COVID and what we learn now is that the more that your body fights it and the more that your lungs, even if it gets tight and it looks like it's, it fights it back, it right. strength and it, and, it, and it breaks it down. You just got to continue to fight. You got to move. You got to be active. You got to make sure your blood is pumping. The less active you are, that shit takes over your body, you know? But and I don't want to, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to diagnose. We're not doing yeah, it. Yeah. No, no, no. It's not even diagnosing. I don't want people to walk away from this conversation feeling like we are saying that there were not people who were really, really sick and they died because they contracted the virus. I'm saying that when you start talking about Trump sending well, a lot more, there was yeah, there was just a lot of people that didn't have to die. They didn't have to die. They didn't have to die. And 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 that's connected to the incompetence of Donald Trump. So when you all you care about is the fact that he got some checks to a few people a few times. Uh, and you and, and and there was a little bit of money crossing hands. And meanwhile, grandma and them dead. Meanwhile, cousin so-and-so is dead. Meanwhile, five or six people died in the same household because of his incompetence. So let's just be very, very careful, okay, about what we say. And again, you know, you're not, I can't, I'm not gonna sit here and say he didn't give the money because he was the president, right? And so he did what a president is supposed to do. Now, that brings us to the conversation on the stimu the uh, uh, student loan forgiveness. Here's my position on that. Nine billion dollars. They say, oh, that's not that much. It's not. A, and, 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 and the big piece. Uh, shout out to Tony Lindsay, who he and I argue on the phone for three hours. He and I, Jules, just had a three hour conversation a couple of days ago. Julianne Hoffenberg that works with us. And we often have disagreements. But the one thing I will say is that the man reads and he knows what the hell he be talking about. But we just see things from two different perspectives at times. And one of the piece, the things that he was saying, which, by the way, I don't know what's up with Instagram, but the 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 but the the silencing of people is so wrong. Like, I don't care what you say, as long as you don't curse me out or disrespect me or start that lying and all of that crazy shit, that trolling. 
I want to hear it. I might not agree. And I'm intelligent enough either to push back and or go learn and or say I don't know and ask other people to help me. I don't need comments being deleted off my page just because a respectful dialogue is happening where two people are debating or somebody is disagreeing with me. And he wrote a comment on the page the other day where he was basically challenging the whole uh, student loan forgiveness piece. And then somehow Instagram deleted it. And I saw him write about it on Facebook. He wrote about how, and he never said my name. And he always tries to make sure that even if we don't agree, he protects the integrity because, you know, people start piling on to you. So he said, my friend's page, you know, uh, the comment was deleted. And, and I just happened to see it. And I'm like, wait a minute. I took a screenshot of what he said because it was not a, not a curse word. I mean, literally nothing, my son, nothing. And I posted it so that the dialogue could continue with people who feel how they feel about the issue. Um, and the main piece was he said this money, and there were other people who made the same comment, but this money is pretty much correcting an old problem that was where people were being charged improperly, right? Or people were paying money they shouldn't be paying. And there was discrepancies in the system, all different types of discrepancies. And so the forgiveness was to clear that up. And then there is a portion that is specifically for people who are disabled. They either, you know, they can't work or whatever their situation may be, whatever the criteria is, and they can no longer um, uh, pay the, the, the loan. It can't make the loan repayments. And so let me just say real quick what the difference is between that example, because I, I do recognize that now you want to give Joe Biden credit for something. But then when we talk about the stimulus, it's like, oh, let me tell you all the reasons why Donald Trump ain't shit, because that's how I feel. Here's the thing. With this, this situation with Donald Trump, we just talked about the people that had to fight him to make it happen and how folks was dying and shit as it was going on. With this situation, with the $9 billion, it was a part of Joe Biden's campaign promises, which he has not lived up to 100%. There are people who have been out there protesting about it, writing, meeting, doing everything. And he put people in place in his administration to focus on trying to get it done. So the first thing they did is they attempted to cancel most student debt, right? That was the first thing they did. You already know, I ain't even gonna say it. They was like, oh, there they go again. We know who shot that down. We know what happened. We know who voted against it. We know the Supreme Court that Donald Trump stacked shot it down. We know what happened. So right. now they have to piecemeal it. So going back to clear up something that was done wrong to people is actually a good thing to me. Right. It's a good thing to me to go back and say, this is wrong. Let's try to correct this. Let's continue to work on it. Do I think that, oh, that makes him the best president that's ever lived? And there's not more to be done. Hell no. Hell no. Of course we know. You said shit. Here's the thing. I'm sitting on student debt that I need to be cleared. I need that. I need that loan forgiveness because if I could spend more of my monthly money going towards the mortgages that I want to have for the properties that I want to own in additional properties, then that helps me to create more generational wealth for my family and my bloodline. 
So it actually would be very helpful to me. So I'm not trying to sit up here and praise something that's bullshit because I need it as well. But the point still remains is that they have said, let us go and do this because it needs to be corrected. Now, but there's a lot of people, you know, that hurt. I, but I've seen a lot of people on, on that your page saying that it, it worked for them. That they got loan forgiveness. So all of those. Well, but that's, those are different. Those are, so he's done. So for instance, our cousin um, or my cousin, your friend, um, Nadine McQueen, she is one of those people that applied and got her loan forgiven. But she works, she worked for corrections. There are people who work in hospitals. And so there are different layers, like some, you know, if you're a city employee, if you worked in certain parts of government, then those people got forgiveness. And it goes on and on and on. We want to see it across the board, right? So for people like us who are for a person like me who doesn't work within a government agency, I'm not in any of those categories. We want to see it across the board because that's what he promised. And that is actually what needs to be done to try to level the playing field of wealth in this nation. However, there are people who have received student debt relief. It is. That's what I'm saying. I know people that that's... Specifically, was like I, it worked for me. Thank God, I'm so happy. So I'm like, I hear what you're saying, but at the end of the day, we we understand. Like people act like they don't understand that the president has limited power, and that's why there's three branches of government, right? Because they don't want the the, the, the president to be able to do whatever he wants to do all the time, and it balances. And when you have uh, when you have a a house and and you know whatever in Supreme Court, and you have all of these people, and they and they and they're bent on trying to stop you from doing what you want to do. And, and and I've watched the man make several executive orders to pause the student loans because that's within his executive. He can make those decisions. He can say, all right, we're going to pause them for this amount of time. It's, it's the amount of time we could do it. Now he's doing this. You know, this $9 billion that he's able to come up with funds that was is within, you know, his um power to do, he's accomplishing. It's like, I'm listen to me, I'm no Joe Biden fan. But what I can say is that the man is definitely attempting to do shit that I didn't I haven't seen no president do for black people in a long time. That's just my personal opinion. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. I ain't capping for nobody. I don't care about none of that. But I'm I'm specifically watching shit happen. I'm like, okay, the man's attempting to do shit. I already know. Just like well, we if we if we didn't learn anything from Obama's presidency, then you understand. That they ain't trying to let you do too much shit for black. I don't give a fuck at all. They just not if you don't if you have not seen that from Obama's presidency, if you didn't see what they literally did, how they they pretty much try to rubber stamp everything that man was trying to do. If you didn't see that, you know, it's a lot of people that just not politically astute enough to understand exactly what's going on. So I don't get mad. You just want you just want the basic shit. You want I want my bills to be good. I want money. Well, better want, than basic. Better yeah, than basic. You want the you want the shit that you want. So you don't give a fuck about none of the political you don't understand the the ins and outs and the people that's over here and how you gotta be cool with this one and get this one to be on your side and all this shit and how these people want to make sure that you didn't do nothing because they got a presidential election to come up and if it looks like you doing something then it's harder for them to get into office so they got to try to block you and try to say that you ain't douche like you don't understand these games that's being played then you just sit there you frustrated right and it, and, and it's just like I under, like I literally for the last few years I really just sat back and studied and watched this shit and I said it's a hell of a game and meanwhile, I could still say on the other side, 
there's a bunch of other shit that's not happening, like that he still is not doing and not doing properly. And I and so I can I can be a person who is nuanced, who understands all the different areas. And still, I can say, you know what? I'm still not going to, you know, I'm not going to take my foot off the gas. We still going to push for what we know is right in this situation and so many others. So that is what it is. And, you know, there'll be people who will feel and it's 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 completely OK to have people who say, I don't give you no brownie points for this. You said you was going to do more. I want you to do it because I because you're not going to do the hoodwink trick of we did a little bit. And now I tried and I could not figure it out. And in fact, um, Tony mentioned, I don't know if this is 100 percent um, possible, but he says it is. So, you know, people should do their research. He talked about the Higher Education Act and how with the Higher Education Act, he could, the president could cancel all student debt. Let's see. You know, let's see. I, I, I've asked a few other of my political people. There's some people who disagree, others who are saying they're looking into it. And I'm waiting to hear back on where where folks stand on that. And is it possible? Because perhaps we need to geo target, as they say, or really target our ass to be and use this act to, to cancel I mean, all student debt. Why we ain't been doing that? If somebody knew that, why that ain't been? Well, I mean, you know, we don't often always listen to each other. And that's why I, that's why I reposted it, because it seemed that there's also a solution. So let's see. What else are we to talk about today? Oh, I did want to give a thought of the day. You know, I did a, a panel this past weekend for Charlemagne the God, his mental health, mental wealth expo, which, you know, Charlemagne is really focused on mental health, specifically trying to get black men to get therapists and to get more in tune with our mental well-being. And in the in the panel, uh, during the panel, I was on with Michelle Williams of Destiny's Child, as well as Styles P. And um, we were talking about, you know, just this whole idea of like getting help and also knowing our truth and knowing our story and understanding what makes us unique and why we have to have a certain type of uh, uh, or certain types of people who are in those rooms with us, helping us to think through our stuff. Right. And the thing that struck me that I said on the panel and it really resonated with the room is that everybody can't help us. Everybody can't help us here. You sitting down with people who don't know the history of Black people, Black men, Black women, our stories as Africans who were stolen and brought to this nation, robbed of our culture, robbed of our names. If you robbed of our homeland, disconnected from one another, disconnected from family members, from tribes from tribal culture, if you don't understand that as a therapist, it is only a limited amount of support you can actually give to Africans here in America, us as, as Black people trying to get an understanding of the challenges of our households and our families and our relationships with our children and all the things that we deal with and suffer with every day. Everybody can't help you. So make sure when you're looking for a therapist, it doesn't mean not to go to the one who just has a real good clinical understanding, you know, because um, the first person to help me with the drug treatment stuff was somebody who I know was unconnected, was disconnected, if you will, from my 
realities, um, you know, and, and, and all the things I just said about our culture. But what the person was able to do was provide me with their own story, right, about their drug addiction and the issues and the anxiety or whatever. So I'm not saying you should not also make sure you maintain some type of therapy until you can be in this quest, this constant quest to find someone who can take you to that next level. Because he was able to help me with the surface, but my current therapist knows our history and believes and understands and lives and walks and is a black man. And so where he takes me is to a place that goes deeper into the anxiety of trying to be perfect, of the failures of society, of as a black woman being demonized and everything that I suffered. And so everybody can't help us. That's all I want to say is everybody can't help us. They can't. You know, I, I think at some point I have to get to a therapist. I don't think I'm that comfortable. I've, I've had therapists before and I've sat with therapists and I don't, I don't think I've had the one person that made me feel that I needed to talk to them or open up or made me feel like there was some level of something that they was doing for me that I couldn't do for myself. So, you know, maybe I have to get to that because yeah. like I'm always my own therapist. I feel like whatever throughout my life I've been dealing with trauma and feel like I had to deal with it and I had to overcome it. And I and I found my way out of so many different traumatic situations on my own that I just haven't I haven't found anyone that I'm able to talk to that makes me feel like you haven't looked. Yeah, maybe I haven't looked, but I just haven't I haven't but I've just never even found that in life. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like even in life, I've talked to people and 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 they hear me and they understand. But I don't really think the average person is able just to identify with the shit that I've gone through. Like when you say this person identified and gave you their own. There's no there's never been one person that gave me a story with the exception of maybe Tone. Tone is probably the closest thing to a therapist that I've ever had. To somebody that gave me a story that was similar to mine that made me feel. And the thing is, is because we both deal with our trauma the same way. Like he's a person like me. Like he, whatever, everything he went through, he figured it out on his own. He got up. He just like, fuck that. I'm going to figure it out. I, I got to be strong for me. He's alone. And like, this is how he's always been. So when he's telling me something, it come, it, it, it resonates because I not only do I see him moving a certain way, and I know that we have, we similar similar in those regards. It also is that the story that he tells me and the way that he he rationalizes it and, and, and visualizes it is the same way that I did. So, you know, I guess I got to find somebody that, that, you know, makes me feel that comfortable to have those conversations. I think, Tone, you know, a friend is a friend, but a clinical therapist, a person who's a psychiatrist, psychologist, is a total different thing. And I'm just sharing that with you to because I have friends who knew about my situation. You were one of the friends that knew about the addiction, but you could only tell me certain things. But it's, it takes somebody who has studied in therapy, psychology, that can help you with a deeper understanding of a lot of like unraveling the things that you got to work on, right? As humans, all of us have stuff. I believe that every person and specifically every black person in the world and especially in this crazy ass America we live in should have a therapist somebody who's clinically um capable it takes time 
to break down those barriers, but I certainly needed it. And I don't think that I could even make it if I didn't have somebody who can hear things that I'm not even saying um, and can use their study, their studied knowledge to help with some of our issues. I think, you know, that's just something. That, anyway, that's how I feel. So that's my thought of the day. Everybody can't heal you. Get the therapy, but make sure you're also in a lifelong quest to find somebody who knows your cultural story, our cultural background, so that when they're meeting with you, when they're talking with you, it's not just on the surface, but it's deep down to our roots. That's a good one. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. 
Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at zerofoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. That's how we own it! Now, we don't have a guest today. We got only a few more minutes, so it doesn't give you a lot of time for... Yeah, I don't, uh, even, I don't even need it, man. You know, what I don't get it is that... What I don't get is how we don't understand that oppression and war breeds death and it breeds contempt and it breeds hate. And if we if we really are, if we are really invested in stopping death and stopping violence and stopping all of these things, then we have to stop oppression. We have to stop the things that cause the things that we really saying that we're against. I tell people all the time, when you take respect off the table, when you take humanizing people off the table, when you take when you leave oppression on the table, then you actually leave violence on the table. And with that said, there's another great episode of Street Politicians, the number one podcast in the world. Shout out to our non-guests, but we had some dope dialogue today, you know, and we talked about some good things, man. Hopefully something we said resonated. I hope if you're a hip hop artist, I hope you're listening. It's time for you. If you're a dope hip hop artist right now, the time for real music. People are looking for those type of individuals and they're looking for you. So make some good music. I'm not going to always be right. Tamika D. Mallory's not going to always be wrong. We will both always, and I mean always, be authentic. Peace. Listen to Street Politicians on the Black Effect Network on iHeartRadio. And catch us every single Wednesday for the video version of Street Politicians on iWomen.tv. That's how we own it! Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work, in traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.